All right, welcome back to The Kohler Show, episode 19. Today is January 23rd when I am recording this, probably the second or third time I've recorded this. Uh, Welcome back to the show. Like and subscribe, give me a follow, check out all my other shit. Uh, If you're watching this on YouTube, there's a link tree. Click on the link tree and you can see everything that I do. You have all my social media, uh, everything. Um, so I just did an episode here this weekend with a friend, Jeff Rogers. Well, he's actually technically one of my parents' friends. I guess now we can say we're friends. Um, the audio was a little fudged. Mostly my fault. I did say a few times like, Hey, can you speak more into the mic? I turned the mic up on the thing, uh, on the, on the roadcaster on the production soundboard. It said everything was, you know, being registered the same as my voice was when I was speaking in my microphone. So on the board, it was saying that it was the same as when I was speaking into it. Clearly, it was not. Um, I'm using that mic now instead of my other one right now. So sorry about that. Uh, There were I listened back to it. There were, in my opinion, a few little cringy parts in there. But hey, that's what happens when you interview a 55 year old man. Um, on the subject of dating um, in the modern world as a 29-year, now 29-year-old, you know, single guy. It's a, it's, it's rough out there. It's rough out there. Uh, Check that episode out if you want. Um, I'm sure I'll be talking about it more. Um, I'm hoping to have more guests on. I, I, I would like this to be a show ideally where I can do my sports talk. I can do this part of the show where I just kind of speak freely. Um, and then I, I, I want to do an episode every week where I have a guest. Obviously right now I don't have the resources to do the guest part. And I'd also like to do a Q and a one on like a Patreon type thing where I can actually start making money. So I don't need a nine to five. I don't have to go back to any of that shit. Uh, but this is what we have for now. And we're going to keep trucking along. So today I wrote a blog. Uh, I just turned 29, January 18th. So that would be five days ago. Turned 29. Um, It was one of my least eventful birthdays of all time. And I love that about my 29th birthday. Like barely anybody talked to me. It was just chef's kiss of forgotten me. And... Everybody's always like, why don't you like your birthday? birthday. And I used to like my birthday um, until I was like 22. And then every year after that, it just becomes this wave of like, make it stop, man. Um, and and this year was, it's it, it had gotten to that point where... You know, you get stuck in the in the nine to five life and the road, the constant over and over circle of uh, what am I going to say? It's the routine of life gets to you. And so I wrote a blog, blog day, a Monday motivation blog, um, which I'm going to start writing again. I used to write those every Monday and then I just kind of stopped because like everything when everything else is going on. It it just kind of gets thrown to the wayside. Why am I going to write something when nobody's going to read it? Well, I am writing a book 
this is kind of like an intro to my book. Uh, and uh, it, it's a series of books. And I don't know if it'll ever be published, and I don't know if anybody's ever going to read it or if it's just going to get buried me with me when I die one day. But I want to write a book every 10 years, every decade from here on out, uh, just recapping what I learned in that previous decade. Because I feel like that would be, if anything, it would be a good social experiment, um, sociology. Maybe I'll be one of those people that never gets famous when he's alive. And then when I die, people will start finding things that I did. Be like, wow, this guy actually wasn't that. He, was, he had some good ideas. He was a thinker. Uh, so, yeah, the blog basically is a amalgamation. Is that a correct word? Is that a, a word? Um, of everything that went on in my 20s from growing up in Vegas and, you know, I, I, let's just start on my dream path um, of dreams that I had that I wanted to do, to do and accomplish. So growing up, I always wanted to play football. Obviously, I'm a five foot nine, well, now five foot ten white guy. I was very skinny. I was like 130 pounds. Um, it felt like nobody, we didn't have a good strength and conditioning program at my high school. It was kind of a revolving door of coaches. So it wasn't like you learned the system and then went up and then by your senior year, you like, you know, we're doing that. So football was kind of off the table. Um, realistically, it was never really an option. Uh, so after that, I loved doing rebuilding Madden franchises with my buddy Rob, uh, you know, that's basically all I did with my free time was just rebuilding Madden franchises, watching movies, you know, when I wasn't out drinking or going to school uh, or working. So then I was like, I want to be a GM. Um, also, I was like, I like stand-up. I was really into, like, obviously, Dane Cook at that time was coming up, and uh, I thought he was the funniest guy ever. I started watching Eddie Murphy. Uh, I saw Delirious. I, like, learned the whole thing word for word. Loved, loved Delirious, loved Eddie Murphy, loved stand-up, loved SNL. I started watching Tom Segura and Bill Burr, Louis C.K., all these guys, Bo Burnham, Chris D'Elia. And I got really into stand-up and coming out of high school, knowing that I wasn't going to get into football, I thought, you know, I think it was actually my mom or somebody threw out, like, let's just move to New York City, we'll get an apartment, I can serve tables, and then I'll do stand-up. And that's just what I'll do after high school. Um, she ended up staying in Vegas. I ended up bailing on that decision and deciding to go to college. Good decision. So I leave for Kalamazoo, Michigan. Uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan, with the intention of actually majoring in journalism. Because you know when you get to college, that's the first question everybody asks you is, what, what are you majoring in? What are you, what, what are you learning here? Um, which was originally for me, journalism. So journalism, I always wanted to be, I, I loved writing. Oh, I, sh I shouldn't say I loved writing. I loved the idea of being a writer for like ESPN, a sports writer, uh, which I came to learn ESPN is actually not that great of a company, blah, blah, blah. Uh, don't listen to that if you are from ESPN listening to this. And so, so yeah, I learned, I learned, you know, Maybe maybe that journalism part isn't really what I want to do. I was always good at making money. So I decided to pick 
business management because business management is the degree that most, I did a little bit of Google, Google searching, um, a small sample size of Google searching showed that if you want to be a general manager for an NFL team, you should uh, get a degree in sports management or business management. Uh, Western Michigan's sports management degree at the time, I think was it was either the first or second year they were even offering it. And they had a top 25 business school when I was there. So I was like, I'll go to the business school. I'll do that. Um, and, you know, the rest of the time I was just kind of fucking around and drinking, partying. It was a great time. Don't get me wrong. I had so much fun, made so many friends. Uh, loved them. But then I got to the end. Uh, I hadn't, you know, really taken care of business and... I had, uh, you know, volunteered at this company helping guys get ready for the NFL draft. I didn't do an internship at like a, for an NFL franchise. I didn't do an internship for a team. I was helping guys get ready in Cincinnati um, for the process. But, you know, it, it just, it didn't pan out. I applied for 22 teams, just literally any position. I ended up applying for 22 different teams Got no even responses, which, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where if you don't know anybody and you're just blindly sending things out, you're probably not going to get anything. And I didn't. And, uh, again, that's on me. Uh, throughout college, there was, uh, we, uh, we had a roommate, Bobby. Bobby was the manager. Well, he sold cars during the day, and then he, uh, he had the night job of being a manager for a rap group. Now, when you're hanging out with a rap group every night in your living room, uh, you also get other artists. So we had, you know, like singers, we had poets, like Def Jam poets. And then there were a few comedians that would hang out every night or every now and then. Um, and, you know, I'd go to their shows every once in a while. And again, it was like that thing where I was like this, I, I'd really like to do this. I just never did it. And uh, a lot of it was low self-esteem. And, you know, a lot of my friends at the time, you know, if when I would say things like that, they'd be like, okay, cool. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Be a, go be a stand-up comedian. And it was just kind of that thing where like, I was like, yeah, you're right. Can't do it. I should just stick with this business thing. Um, so after I, I didn't get any jobs, it was like, you know, that thing where you're done with college and then everybody's like, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do with you're done now. You're done with college. What are you going to do now with your life? And, uh, and yeah, I didn't really have a plan. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I, well, I knew what I would like to do. I didn't know how to get there. And that's probably the most frustrating thing is when you know what you want to do, you know where you want to go. Um, you're telling people these things and they're like, well, I just don't know how to help you get there. Well, you know, man, sometimes, uh, it's just, you just got to work through it. <laughs> Sometimes there isn't an answer. Sometimes there isn't an answer. And you just got to work through it and find a way. Um, you know, it's, it is what it is. Within, so the day after I graduate, I get my shit, I put it in a truck, drive down to Austin, Texas, where I had helped my dad build his house, which is now his guest house. Um, I helped my dad build that. I had been spent some time in Austin in 2015, now it's 2017, summer 2017. Uh, I drive down to Austin. Within a month, I have a job at a bank. Absolutely hated this fucking job. 
I can't tell you how shitty it is to work at a fucking bank, man. Um, like you like count money and then you just kind of sit there and they're like push credit cards on old ladies that come in here and you're like, dude, fuck this. Uh, like there's people that love it and I, and they're psychopaths. Um, ended up only making it a year at the bank. Um, which was kind of impressive. I got like written up a few times for making jokes that shouldn't be made at a bank. Um, which thanks HR bots for snitching on me. Uh, and I, but things were, while things looked bad, things were kind of coming into coming to fruition in my head of what, where, like what to do. And I was finally, you know, I, I lived by myself. I didn't really have any friends at first. So I just kind of spent a lot of time by myself, which is the first rule in my book is learn how to be alone. Um, not saying that being alone is what you should strive for. Like, don't like live your whole life being like, I'm going to be alone. Um, just learn how to be alone. And if you want a good starter on that, uh, today, or not today, this weekend, just pick a day, Saturday. Um, don't make any plans with anybody. If you, if you have a significant other, just be like, hey, I'm going to go. Um, I got, I'm busy that day, so I, I can't do anything. Um, and then just pick an activity and go do it by yourself. Go for a hike by yourself. Sit at a bar by yourself. Don't talk to anybody. Well, I mean, like, if somebody talks to you, obviously don't be a dick to them. But uh, a good one's like going see, going to see a movie. Just have like a full day to yourself. And if you can't spend a whole day to yourself just by yourself, uh, I think that's an issue because uh, you shouldn't be dependent on anybody else constantly. You know, like it's it's okay to to have somebody there in your life that you like being around and that's helping you through things, but you should know how to be alone and on your own. Um, you know, you should just be able to do that. So anyways, I digress. Uh, I get a job in back in logistics. I had worked in logistics a little bit in college um, just to get through. I was like, okay, I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to grind through this shit, uh, work my way up within, you know, it, it took me basically two years to get from like an administrator doing bitch work hourly to being the manager of like one of the top sales teams on salary, making bonuses, making commission. Well, then all of a sudden they started changing things. All of a sudden it was a start. It was a small company when I started there became a big company by the time I was ready to leave. Uh, they're just hiring people left and right, but they're not really taking care of the people that were there. Um, they were changing things like they were changing the, the structure of the bonus that you were receiving. So some weeks you'd be like sick. I got, I got, you would get like this normal bonus every month. And then they change something. They change one of the metrics or like be like, okay, now you got to do this. And then all of a sudden that would be like a 10th of what you were earning for your bonus. And you'd be like, what the fuck dude? Well, like how am I supposed to have a steady whatever if, if you're going to change that? Um, so they did that. They cut off my commission at a random number that had no meaning, even though we were still earning more and more and more every month. Uh, that was also kind of a dick move. So basically I kind of got fed up. I came up with this idea with my two best friends and I was like, Hey, I have this idea. 
I've been watching Andrew Callahan's uh, All Gas, No Breaks, which is now Channel 5. Um, I just did a movie review of his last documentary that was released on HBO, This Place Rules. Check it out. Um, I was like, hey, man, what if the three of us just got in a bus, just start going around making content, interviewing people at sporting events, have a sports podcast, and just like do stand up and stuff and just kind of travel and start a YouTube channel and make money off of ads and sponsors and affiliate market marketing and all this shit. And everybody was like, yeah, that's a great idea. And I had, uh, you know, my dad and a group of guys were like, you know what? We'll help you build the thing. I was like, sick. So I'm putting all this money. I buy a bus. I'm doing all this shit. And then it kind of comes down to it and like, People are slowly dissipating out of the group. Um, all of a sudden, it's just me and my dad working on the bus. All of a sudden, um, my friends that were going to go do this with me, all like now uh, one of them has a girlfriend. You can't can't leave her. Uh, one of them leaves his leaves New York to move back to Vegas to go coach football, and can't leave that. So now again, it's just me by myself again. Um. And what a normal person would have done would just be is quit. You know, you would just quit. You would sell the bus, go back, keep working that job, not say anything. You're making a lot of money anyways. Uh, It might not be like what you feel you deserve or what you've earned um, or even what what you were told, but uh, it's still a lot of money. It's more than you'd make anywhere else right now. You know, whatever. It doesn't really matter if you're sad or mad or, like, every day fills you with rage and you're dealing with bullshit every day. It's just the same thing and there's no fix in it. But that's not what I did. I instead turned my car. I basically got rid of almost everything I owned until it just fit in a car. Uh, There were a few boxes of shit. Um, Like, I have a big movie collection, DVD collection, because... I don't know, I guess that's just my autistic thing where I just have a bunch of DVDs even though I can just buy them on Amazon Prime and have them digitally. I like holding the the CDs. So I have a few CDs. I have like three, I'm looking at it right now. I have three boxes of shit which technically could fit in my car but then I couldn't sleep in it. So I have all my shit in my car. I decide I'm just going to go on the same bus route, same route that I was going to go on with the bus with the guys. But I'm going to do it in my car. And I go around and I have a great time. And I'm seeing a bunch of people around. You know, I'm going, I, I slept on a random couple's couch in their camper one night. And I go to California and I'm hanging out with my buddy Andrew on the beach and my friend Fish in Reno and I'm going to Lake Tahoe and, you know, my Uncle Peter in Colorado and Denver, and uh, I'm seeing all these old friends and doing all this shit, and I'm still trying to get everything kind of in one pointed direction as to where I was going. I end up calling the trip in September, and I end up back in Texas end of September. So now I'm 28, back at my parents', Nothing really going. I know that I don't want to go back to a job like that where I'm working 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. 
Um, you know, some, some months when you're going in the office, you don't even see the sun because when you get to the office, it's dark. And then when you leave, it's already dark again. You sit an hour in traffic, you get home, maybe you go to the gym. You probably don't because you're exhausted. Like sometimes when I was sitting at my seat, I would literally like start dozing off. That's how exhausted I was. Uh, and you eat, maybe throw on a TV show or movie, and I'd probably fall asleep within the first 30 minutes or so, be asleep by 9, 30, 10. Um, really, realistically, three or four hours to yourself at home. So, yeah, that's not that tight. Um, and then on the weekends, you're just, you're just so happy to not be working that you go, you get some drinks on Friday night. If you, don't, if you didn't already on Thursday and you're not hungover on Friday drinking during the day while you're at home working, uh, you go out Friday night. And you get fucked up, you wind up ending up back at home at like 3 or 4 in the morning, sleep until 10 or 11, wake up, eat football time or whatever, beach or not beach, lake time, you go out, drink all day, now it's Sunday, now you're scared for Monday. And that's kind of the cycle that you get stuck in. So at 28, I come home, I know I don't want to do that. Um, what I do know is I liked kind of living that, li not the life of a nomad. I, I, I can't live a life of a nomad. I don't like not knowing where I'm going to be every day. I, I don't like having a routine. So I need a routine. I need a way of making money. What am I going to do? Um, and it's kind of this. I kind of just want to do this podcast. I kind of want to make content. And I think that the way that AI is going and the way that everything and technologically is moving and advancing, I think that it's smart to do this because a lot of jobs are going to be rendered useless through AI. And as robotics advance, pretty soon it's going to be kind of like iRobot. And I know that's kind of a crazy thing to say, but uh, it was kind of a crazy thing to say about all this AI stuff. And that's kind of the way it's going. That's that's what Elon Musk's vision, um, kind of, that's kind of what he, he exactly what he said when he was on Rogan a few years ago. And it kind of, everything's kind of heading that way. So I think it would be a good idea that if you're making content and people know who you are, there's going to be a steady amount of income as far as making money on YouTube and social media. Uh, not saying that I'm that great and everybody should listen to me, da, 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 but I do think I'm an interesting person. And I do think I'm worth listening to. Um, I think I'm an entertaining person. Uh, I've always been told I was different. I don't know if that's that was good or bad, but um, so yeah. So I got this podcast. I'm getting back in the stand-up circuit uh, and taking it a little more seriously this time. I'm on TikTok and Instagram making videos, trying to figure out what my niche is, where I'm going to find my way in, um, trying to be funny. But uh, but really what I want to talk about is what I've learned leading up to this um, at 29. And... What I've learned at 29 is I've had I, a lot of my friends are older, 30, 31, 32. And 
when you talk to them, you would think that like it's basically all over already. And I like it's kind of just that attitude that we're just going to wrap it up, <laughs> find a girl, get a shitty job that maybe pays well, well enough. Um, and that's just life now. And I guess that logically, I just can't wrap my head around that. I can't logically be like, get on board with that. Because to me, I've never wanted to work a job where you're like, I don't want to go there. <laughs> and that's what I've been doing. Uh, you, When you work a job where you're just like, I don't want to be here. I wish it was Friday. Of course, that's a miserable existence. Miserable. And you can lie to yourself all you want and be like, well, this is how it is. Thank you for doing that job I don't want to do, sir. But it, it really is miserable. And it kind of trickles down into the rest of rest of your life. When you're doing that and you're, and you're taking shortcuts and, and skipping steps, you end up with a girl that you don't like. It's possibly why the divorce rate's so high. I've never understood people that change their whole personalities to get a girl or a guy or when they're with a girl or a guy, they act completely different. And to a point where they don't even get along with their friends, I don't understand that. Why would you want to be in something like that? Why would you do that? Now, I can't stop anybody from doing that. I can only say what I think. And honestly, it's not for me to say or stop I guess I'm talking in a circle there. If you want to do that, fucking do it, dude. I don't care. I guess is what I'm saying is I don't care anymore. I used to think that the people around me, if I saw that this wasn't right, that I would try and help them. I was helping them by saying uh, what you're doing is bullshit and you shouldn't be doing this. But in reality, it's not. It's kind of like if people come to you, give them give them the information you have or your opinion or try and help them. But you can only take a person so far. And so that's kind of where I'm at now. I'm reading. I've read books for the first time, I think, ever. Um, the last book I can kind of remember reading it was The Outsiders in the seventh grade. Uh, otherwise, I was just kind of skipping bullshitting and reading Spark Notes. Now, I do read the news and stuff and all that. Um, but I'm reading books, so I'm learning a lot now. I've uh, I've started playing the piano again, so that's really interesting. And I'm not drinking, and I feel like if you stop drinking, you can solve a lot of your problems. Uh, and I'm not – I haven't stopped drinking as in I will never drink again. I'm not that kind of sober. It's a term I've coined that is uh, – Soft sobriety. It's not sobriety that where I'm like, I will never drink a drip of alcohol again. And like, it's a problem because when I was drinking, it was two nights, three nights a week. Um, and I, it wasn't like impeding on my life. It was just kind of something everybody does. Uh, and I think that's pretty normal for everybody unless you act or ask your doctor and then they say it's binge drinking, but whatever. 
So yeah, it's soft sobriety. So I don't really drink unless it's a reason to drink or if there's some kind of event, you know, 4th of July, I'm going to have beers. It's America's birthday. But other than that, like, if you really sit there, and this goes back to the being alone thing, if you really sit there on a weekend with no plans, sit in an empty room for as long as you need to do by yourself, no music, no podcast, no nothing, just sit there. And if you just sit there and think, what do I want to do with my life? And you find that answer, and maybe it's just you want to make fucking shelves. Maybe you just want to make bed frames. Well, start doing what what it takes to like do that make it a hobby and then at least you're going somewhere you just have to do something that's really the key is just do something um or else you're just going to keep drinking and going in the same cycle until you wake up one day and you're 50 and your best memory was the cruise that you and your wife took uh for your honeymoon in alaska where you actually didn't really do anything, but you were on a boat and you were drunk and didn't have to worry for anything, worry about anything for a week instead of three days. So that's where I'm at with that. And it's kind of, it, it has affected, I say, I would say some of my relationships with my friends because I don't feel like I have time to do these dumb bullshit bits with my friends anymore. Like I don't, I don't want to do the same jokes that we do every day. This the cycle, if you keep doing it, it just it'll drive you crazy. Um, like there was a t- there's a text group I was in with four of my best friends. Um, and it's not that I don't like them or that I don't want to talk to them. It's just when you're getting text messages to the point where you have to hide the alerts on your phone so you're not getting the text message until you open your phone. And you kind of have ADHD, OCD, whatever you want to say about having alerts when you open your screen. So then you have to go back and you have to read it because you want to read everything and see where you're at. And then you're going back and you're reading all this, these the dumbest thoughts that you could possibly think. There are the dumbest thoughts you could possibly ever see in a group chat of men. Um, which is fine, but... Like, then you want to argue, and then you're like, hey, like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? And you just want to call people out and argue, and it's just, it's a waste of time. So I just started leaving these groups. I started just leaving. No explanation, um, which if you want an explanation, I guess that's that, this podcast. I'll just send the link to this. Not like anybody listens to this anyways besides Dom. What's up, Dom? Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's pointless. I have friends that I talk to regularly on the phone that it's the same thing. And it just seems like nobody ever learns anything. Nobody ever tries to do something new. Nobody ever tries to move forward. It's just, we're stuck on the same shit. You know, somebody dies and everybody acts like it's the first time a person's died. Um, yeah, it's sad. It's sad. But then if I make a joke about it, uh, then it's just like everybody's acting like, oh, how could you? And I guess that's part of just the uh, the world we live in now, but I hate to tell you, you're going to die, man. You, you're going to die. One day, maybe not soon, maybe tomorrow. We don't know. 
Uh, do you want people to be sad and cry? I don't want people sad and crying. Uh, cause it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, you can only do what you're going to do while you're here. So live it up, man. Live it up. Do what you actually want to do. Stop complaining to me that you're so sad and blah, blah, blah. When I'm actually trying to do something about it. Um, I'm 29. So time to turn things around. Time to turn this franchise around. It's, it's, there's not a lot left to say about it besides you got to stop bitching and just start doing. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I mean, we'll see where it goes. We'll see what I do. Maybe I don't do anything. Maybe I just end up back at a job, but I'll never stop doing this. I'll never stop writing and I'll never stop putting myself out there. So we'll see where it goes and maybe it goes nowhere, but stop complaining to me about it. Stop complaining to me about it. Um, is there anything else? Stop drinking, stop going out, reading. Uh, sorry. And I promise one day I'll be funny. Let's talk about Velma. All right, that ends that ends my my rant and where I was at on my birthday, where mentally I've been at. Um Yeah, just fucking pick something and try. That's all I have to say. So the new show Velma, a Scooby-Doo spinoff, uh, written by and starring Mindy Kaling from uh, the Indian girl from The Office, has come out, and it is bombing. It is the worst ranked show, like one of the one of the, it's either the worst or like the second worst or third worst ranked show in like the history of IMDb. Its audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is at 6%, uh, which is kind of funny. I haven't actually watched the show, but I've watched clips, and I've watched everybody's take on this shit. Uh, it's really funny. So it's like, it's Scooby-Doo, but Scooby-Doo's not in the show, which it's a spinoff. That's fine. They changed Shaggy to his name's like Norbit or some shit now. Um, but Norton, what, what's his name? Let's see if I can find it real quick. Skimming. I don't know. So they made, they made Shaggy black. Um, and his name's Norbit or Norton or some shit like that. Um, and they made Velma Indian. So she's basically just Mindy Kaling, uh, which that's, I mean, I don't think anybody really has an issue with that. I don't think. The color's race has anything to do, or the color's race. The character's race has anything really to do with the character. Uh, so is that is that racism solved? I think that should be the end of racism, right? Um, but then the tropes just keep going. So Velma's also a lesbian, and um, I guess maybe she has a thing with Daphne. Yeah, Velma has a thing with Daphne, which is kind of hot. Um, I saw there was like a shower scene where they're kind of being meta about shower scenes and shows like in the first episode so that people will keep watching. I've never noticed that. I don't think that's a thing. I think that's kind of something they just made up to be like, oh, people 
sexualize women, which of course we do. Uh, Fred is still white, but he's like this like pussy white, like small dick. There's a Hitler joke in there. Anyways, basically this thing's just bombing. Um, and it's kind of, it's kind of a part of this whole, what Hollywood is now. Uh, there's no real new ideas. So we're just going to take old things and then just make them shitty. Uh, you see it again and again. And this is part of it. It's. It, I think people are finally sick of this whole... We need to point out every injustice and everything that's not completely fair and all these, like, all these things that aren't really even true. Like, I don't feel like a lot of the the things that they're saying is even true. Um, yeah, like, what, what does being a, a lesbian detective have anything to do with being a detective? And and of course everybody on each side is calling it you know the opposite like one one not even on the ratings but the news articles they're like this show's great except for when it's not because it does actually have a lot of these progressive tropes but then also falls back on other things that the other side might like. Um. Yeah. Uh. Fuck. <laughs> um, there's also this theory that Mindy Kaling made the made the show terrible to make the left look bad as well. There's all these which I don't think you need the news to do that or the the show to do that. Uh anyways, that's what's been in the news. Um, probably should have just cut that part out. I probably should just end it on the 29 years old thing. It, it, it was just something else to throw in there. Yeah, I wanted to throw that in. That was an awful, awful segment on Velma. So yeah, that's where we're at right now. A lot more to come. A lot more to come. I will never quit. I promise you, I will never quit. And, um... That's that's Monday. Check out the blog. It's on my website, thecolorshow.com. We're just going to keep on getting better and better and better. Um, yeah, that's all I got for you. I'm Kohler. This is The Kohler Show.